Whew, I'm kind of low energy and sleepy today and me grumpy. Me too, a little bit. Ha, me too. Yes. It's a great time for us to get into the sentimentality and schmaltiness of Ava and boomer nostalgia. I think we're both in great yeah. moods for that. I mean, it might get me fired up. But it's so bland. I mean, save it for the show, but... Yeah. yeah. Save it. Save uh, save the goods. Save the goods. Welcome to Think Outside the Box at the Internet's only outrage machine. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. This is season five, episode season five. nine. Yeah. That's right. We're we're flashing ABBA back. Is back. Mm-hmm. They're they're on a voyage to the present day. They're on a voyage to our hearts. Yeah. Did they make it? <laughs> well, that will be. <laughs> you can't keep a, a good band down. Um. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Wouldn't you just want to have like a a good last word? I feel like like a that's cocktail? really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, um yes. Yeah, those are delightful. Uh, my favorite cocktail. No, I mean like it's also my favorite cocktail. It's so Can we good. just talk about those instead? Yeah. Can we just talk about chartreuse? I you know what I love? I love how simple the cocktail is in in concept. You don't have to like mix up a shitload of egg whites and like muddle some mint one with like one cinnamon to one to one you just put equal parts of four things in a cup and stir it up and boom you got the best cocktail ever holy shit <sighs> kind of like the band we're talking about today exactly equal parts. Four parts of a cocktail <laughs> get ready for four perfectly pronounced names mm. oh yes 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 oh the return of our old bit cameron pronounces swedish names here we go. Um, okay, so we got Benny Anderson, which uh-huh. I believe is maybe kind of like what Albin told us it was like, friend of the show, and Bjorn Olveus. Uh, those are the songwriters and the two men. And I forgot that a whole thing that they do in this band is right from the perspective of men for women <laughs> voices and women characters. Mm-hmm. And weren't they like coupled up with these people at? They did some it, like coupling. two couples. Yeah, they were doing some Fleetwood Mac kind of uh, shenanigans. They were Fleetwood Macking on each other. They were Fleetwood Macking on each other. They were um, totally landsliding each other. My favorite <laughs> sexual position. <laughs> 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 they were really getting into those Silver Springs. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. um, I, I can't find the women's uh, names um, on the Genius lyrics, which is kind of fucked up. Well, I mean, they didn't write the lyrics, right? They should be like listed in the, in the credits, though. I, I've got the yeah, Wikipedia that's what I'm article saying. in front there, of me, it's but under I background it. vocals. Yeah. Let's just, uh, just go to the Wikipedia page. Vocals. Oh, these are the tough ones. Uh, yeah. Agneta Foltzkog. Something like and that. And Anifried Lingstad. There it is. Boom. That, perfect. Thank you. Um, yes, that is true. They they write from a really interesting point of view. I, I, it reminds me of something I just put in our Discord, actually, in the off-topic channel. Um, 
it's a screenshot of a tweet that I found on a subreddit. So, dear me, I'm way too internet uh, these days. But it's a tweet that says, if you're covering someone else's love song, don't change the pronouns, you fucking coward. That song is about a man and you're gay for the next three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have we talked about... um, We must have brought up... uh, Bruce Springsteen singing um, Royals by Lord. Hmm. Maybe. So you, do you remember that song? Yeah, 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 I'm Lord. Hmm. Um, uh, and we'll never be royal. Remember that part. Oh, you can call me that Queen Bee, right? Is that a line? Right. Yeah, but he he has this like live concert video of him covering that song, but he no, says no, no, King no. Bee. No, he says King Bee? Yeah. That's so nonsensical. To feel familiar. I feel like I've said this exact rant, you know, the like you kiss Did, your saxophonist would, on the mouth I <laughs> after at the mm, end of every show. Why mm, can't you sing King B? Hang on. I now know. I remember that, that bit about him kissing Clarence Clemens full on the mouth with tongue every single night. Um, I don't remember the King. I feel like I would have remembered King B. It's King so is nonsensical. Bad. It's, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious is what it is. <laughs> I hope he was intending it as like a bit of some kind. I don't think you. It doesn't make any. I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> Bruce bullshit. has a sense of humor. What do you think? Um. Well, he's. How can how can you laugh when the struggles of Americans, <laughs> <laughs> specifically white Americans, <laughs> yeah, uh, who have American flag bandanas in their back pocket of their jeans, or red bandanas. Man, he's got like the the hanky code on the cover of that album, Born in the USA. He's got like a whole hanky yeah. code thing going on. <laughs> he does. It's very butch. But he's still he's gotta gotta sing sing King B. Yeah. Um Yeah, so but the thing that ABBA's doing is right. yeah, like having male songwriters. We talked about this a little bit with like Britney Spears mm-hmm. too, especially early on. It's like these male songwriters singing from uh, singing at well, writing <laughs> as women and mm-hmm. writing things that, uh, <laughs> like writing for the women in their lives to sing to them the things that uh, kind of sounds like they want them to sing. Yes, exactly. And the, these women are doing it. It's insane. <laughs> like, it's a bit of an odd I, dynamic. I mean, that's a very like uh, maybe ableist word to use there but um or definitely but like i i don't understand why that is acceptable to everyone (laughs) in that arrangement it's bizarre uh i mean i I see what the men are getting out of it they got this like whole wish thing going on but like i mean i guess you know are you able to say no if you're a young britney spears probably not but are you able to say no if you're uh, Agneta Felskog, uh, you know, 40 years after ABBA broke up and you're getting back together for some reason? Uh, ABBA yeah, 2, the search the most, for more money. <laughs> I think it's the most um, uh, egregious example of this kind of thing. Um sort of like male wish fulfillment. We've talked about this on the show. Like I think there's a Garth Brooks song uh, that we kind of hemmed and hawed about. We're like, is this a good song? Do we trust (laughs) Garth Brooks? Like, but it's about how he's like, um, 
he's like a middle age. His character is a middle aged man who a young woman um, kind of seduces, mm-hmm. and um, well, not seduces, but like convinces and like. And yeah, he's the sort title of is like, yeah, "Don't stand go. so close to me." A reference yeah. is that famous book by Nabokov. No, wait, sorry, that's a Sting song. <laughs> and he mispronounces Nabokov. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry, did I just kill uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to kill where you were going with that. <laughs> I took oh, a well-timed bite of my cookie because that's actually thinking you were going to resume. But <laughs> that's actually a police song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't stand okay, so close sorry. to me. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what the Garth Brooks song is, but basically, it's it's about him finding sort of pride in like she's with me because I like know what I'm doing, and then she'll go back and like fool around with younger men or whatever, but she'll kind of like come back to me and like. Oh. You know, there's something like huh. kind of sweet there, and I've yeah. like, I've known women who have specifically sought out older, more sensitive, less testosterone thrumming mm-hmm. yeah. uh, men for this very reason, mm-hmm. and I would like to think that those men have a similar experience that's positive and like makes them feel nice. Um, yeah. You know, but it's still just like the <laughs> the storytelling. Who's telling the story and why mm-hmm. is like so uh, suspect. Yes. And that's how I felt about a lot of this album, um, or specifically those moments where the women are uh, being profoundly imperfect uh, or wanting mm-hmm. characters um, and asking for forgiveness from these men. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of apologies on this album, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, you know, I messed up. There's a lot of uh, what feels like div- post divorce songs, maybe. And yeah, um, I'm sure they like probably come from a personal place, but also it's not hard to see it as like maybe a little bit of a metaphor for the band, um, especially given that right were they married to each other or were they just involved? in the middle of their um I don't know. Okay. Abba marriages. <laughs> I'm gonna search yeah. this right here. Agneta was married to Bjorn and okay. Annie Fried was married to Benny Anderson. Yep. Yes. So Okay, but they never like swapped porn well, style. <laughs> in terms of not marriage style. <laughs> not yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't know what other kinds of swapping style. they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. And actually, um, I have a 11-volume fan fiction all about detailing their various exploits on their uh, 1979 world tour and the various uh, kinds of swapping that they get into. Hint, it's not just couples swapping. <laughs> Gross. I don't know what that could be implying. <laughs> Do you know the, the longest know work of literature in history is like... Uh, isn't it? It's like Twilight. It's not Twilight fanfic. It's like some form of fanfic, right? Longest piece of literature. Is it Mario fanfic? Oh, it's based on was... Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the GameCube oh, game. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Really, funny. it's even more specific than like Mario. <laughs> I mean, I get it. There's like so many characters to work with there. Uh, sure. You, I mean, you could just go on and on, and apparently you do. Um, 
4,102,217 words with more than 220 chapters. That is, wow, that is like almost like seven or eight times as long as War and Peace. Um, yeah, so that's, that's quite long. Too long. And we'll be we'll be reading it now, starting now, and we'll be uh, just reading a, a, a chapter <laughs> every <comes>. episode. <laughs> we, We're changing we the format of the about, show. We should talk about why ABBA is back in the zeitgeist. It says yes. that they reformed in 2018, but I think maybe the reason they like dropped new material specifically uh, is because in this last year they've had like multiple tiktok trends yes um, they have of uh, their their music being used mm-hmm. have you seen any of these i feel like i've seen one or two i feel like um bum, 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 bum. uh what's that one uh, with like the mama me oh, i guess that's the song mama mia right the the intro I, I think the big ones are um chiquitita like this like piano oh. I don't know if I've kind seen of, uh, any Chiquitito one. Intro to it. Um, let me see if I can if I can find it. Um, oh, maybe it's not that. I don't. Or maybe it's the Dancing Queen. They they definitely had a slipping through my fingers mm-hmm. kind of TikTok thing. Uh, and I don't, I can't keep track of all the trends. But um, yeah, they've uh, they kind of blew up on TikTok, and then they like in a similar way to mountain goats did uh even more recently um mountain goats blew up on tiktok they did yeah hell yeah good for them are you are you familiar with like the the basic concept of a dance trend on tiktok um like you're supposed to do a specific dance to a very short like clip of music and that's just it um so this cameron are you part zoomer have, have you ever like uh, done like a DNA test or anything like twenty three and me? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're shit. the like you're the only person I know of like our generation who is into TikTok. I think it's I, it's I kind of added it like a couple months ago, and I think once you allow once once you allow the algorithm, <laughs> once you kind of tailor it, it's like yeah. I, I mean, I most it's mostly just like trans people like talking about uh being trans and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then uh the i don't know some stupid comedy stuff gets Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. um but it yeah it's super fun and i like the like short form uh it's perfect like uh, perfect bathroom activity (laughs) ha i could think of a couple other ones maybe yeah the the mount the mountain goats uh trend it's a dance trend and it's someone who I think is doing like some sort of late shift at a restaurant and maybe is closing up mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to make the new mountain goat, like a new dance trend of this mountain goat song. And it's for the song, no children, no children, mm. um, which is the kind of divorce, the big divorce song. Um, it's the, I am drowning. There is no side of land. You are coming down with me. Hand an unlovable hand, and I hope you die. It's just that section of the song, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this person choreographed this like little dance to it hmm. that's kind of interpretive and involves mm-hmm. hiding behind something to look like you're like drowning and your hands are up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
I saw that when it first came out and it went viral. And now like there's this whole audience of people who listen to mountain goats who are just very atypical, uh, mountain goats fans. Um, you mean they're not just, uh, middle-aged white men with beards? Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> exactly. the, the, the prototypical mountain goats, uh, fan. Like there's like a, a ton of, a ton of uh, Gen Z mountain goats fans now who are like, these lyrics are so intense. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. Um, they are. I've seen a fair amount of, um, wow. No I'm sure there was it is up to 29 million plays on Spotify now. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. even bigger than this year, which is their other like big hit with 27 million. I, I saw Mountain Goats with Becca like two or three times in Philly mm-hmm. and lovely shows. I don't remember it. I remember it being a mostly white audience. Mm-hmm. That may have been, you know, assumptions or all sorts of things going on there, but I don't remember it being a very um, integrated audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lovely audience, but it's mostly white. But it was in Philadelphia, which is a, a mostly not white city Mm -hmm. um and last time i checked and uh yeah it was um but now like on tiktok like there's i've I've run across like a fair amount of black people like listening you know doing reaction videos or whatever to them listening to the lyrics and being like this is amazing Hmm. um and yeah so it's i don't know i think the parts of the platform that I've been exposed to are like pretty fun. Um, I'm sure there's some really awful toxic stuff happening on TikTok (laughs) as well. And it's also, it seems to be one of the most kind of like fascist and like overly censored platforms, uh, Mm -hmm. social media platforms currently available. I've heard Um, that they ban things like women talking about their breast cancer or something like that. Okay, great, great, awesome. Anyway, love the optics. There. Abba's, Abba's, uh, they they went viral, and uh, so their answer to this was to create avatars. Yes, they did. They did do that, Cameron. They did it. It's oh boy. Um, I I'm curious why. I mean, what changed? Because um, let's see. Where, what was it? I saw. Um, in the year 2000, ABBA was reported to have turned down an offer of approximately one billion U.S. dollars to do a reunion tour consisting of a hundred concerts. One ba 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 with a B billion dollars, and that them's two thousand dollars. So let's see. That's uh, that's insane. One hundred shows for a billion dollars. Three, three. I'd do it. Three is that a million? And then three I'm just more, saying. Three is. In two thousand dollars, that's probably what like uh, like two trillion dollars. One point six billion dollars in today's dollars. Okay, <laughs> almost two trillion. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Uh, so yeah, they, they've it, it clearly wasn't just the amount of money that was brought them back together. Is it the increased attention and relevance, and they like that, or have they gotten like? kind of over their shit and their baggage and they're just like, eh, who even remembers who divorced who? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's um, 
the, the divorces were the people we broke up with along the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something like that, yes. The real divorces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, should we talk about these songs? I guess so, yeah. Um, you, well, <laughs> I guess. Oh, oh, wait. No, hang on. I interrupted you. You were talking about avatars. Explain that. Explain yourself. Oh, yeah. They put on, I think, like, literal, like, avatar-level uh motion capture suits and did like a concert and then they they were animated over to look mm-hmm. like young versions of themselves hang on or just I, like or I'm, or is it new people i'm i'm looking it up to see if there's anything on uh wikipedia uh yeah we got to figure out what this ab- avatar thing is abba voyage bjorn and benny bbc one show making of abba Thank you very much. Pleasure being here. Oh my god. They're uh they're definitely a little bit uncanny valley, I would say. Yeah. Um they're a little bit uh like Princess Leia in Star Wars a Rogue One. Yeah. They're they're kind of like Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. Did they CGI that guy or is it just a bunch of makeup? Wait, what was going on with that? Well, there were two. Ver- there was an evil Jeff Bridges, oh. and he was youngified. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, don't, I forgot about that. I don't understand why they're doing this. The um, avatars we mean? create Abba in their prime. We are creating them as digital characters, and we'll be using performance capture techniques to animate them, perform them, and make them look perfectly real. But why, though? Yeah. I yeah, like everyone loves. I think. Everyone loves watching old people do a comeback. Yeah. With their, like, new voices. Yep. Which is to say old voices. Very old And voices. their old bodies and faces. Like, mm-hmm. I love that shit. Yeah, Like, watching Joni Mitchell, you know? Oh, is she making a comeback? She, I mean, she did a long time ago with uh, the okay. travelogues or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um this gimmick is really strange. <laughs> it kind of bothers me. Yeah, it's um, it's just weird because it says uh, they will appear during the ABBA Voyage concerts in place of the four actual band members. What are you paying for? What are you paying for if you just see a bunch of CGI bullshit? What is... What the fuck? Yeah, why isn't this like a Disney Plus yeah. exclusive or something? Yeah. Or like Why one of those like event things that they're they were always trying to like do at movie theaters, and you saw like a commercial for an opera right before Fathom you saw events. Transformers Four or whatever. It's <laughs> a lot of overlap in those audiences, I think. Uh, it is crazy, like how um, how many like ads for opera events I've seen at like populist movies mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like no one's here is gonna go see this <laughs> no definitely not all right all right uh, let's talk about these songs i guess so yeah <clears throat> all right let's see first one i still have faith in you I believe it is in there. For I know I hear a bit I think that that unison in the chorus is breathtaking. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. I think those two voices singing the exact same line and having those tiny little differences in their articulation of the words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think their voices are so lovely. And um, I think it's, I think this song's great. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, and it's very, it's very on the nose. It's very like, are we going to do this? Are we going to come back and do it? You know? Right. And I was like, am I going to be into this? And then by the, when that hit in the big pause, like we just heard uh, when I was first listening to this, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do have it in you. Mm. And then, they answer their own rhetorical question. If you want to play that sound sample, I don't know. Actually, you're gonna to have to cut this out. But I don't, I don't see them. All right, did you upload them? Yes. I'm looking in the two normal places, and I don't. See um, it. I I did it in the sound samples. Um, yeah, it's all up there. It says August. Oh fuck the the uh, the last the modified date on the folder said August nineteenth. Get your shit together. No, Google I just Drive. did it. God damn it. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's downloading. Um, well, what can I? T- well, I'll just say what it is, and then you can, we can listen to the chorus. We do have it in us. The new spirit has arrived. The joy and the sorrow. We have a story, and it survived. And then I think this is one of the most interesting lyrics in the in the album. Um, and we need one another like fighters in a ring. That is interesting. We're in there's this some, together. Passion encourages everything. There's it's a line that you can just on. sort of, you can like kind of pass over that line. But if you think about it, it's like, you mean like two fighters who are fighting each other need each other in order yes. to do what they're doing. That's, that's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Especially because like my impression is that ABBA has had a fair amount of beef internally, yes. internal yes. beef. <laughs> Got to make sure like it reaches we all a have. certain internal temperature. All right, here's that sound sample. <laughs> Sweet song in the memory station. <laughs> it's very contemporary orchestra. <laughs> theatrical it's like a stage musical which makes sense yeah. because um i think that both the the two like songwriter dudes have been um like doing musical theater ever since abba broke up right yeah i mean i think they wrote and adapted the mamma mia stuff yeah yeah well, speaking of which we gotta watch mamma mia too uh, I want to like smoke weed and watch Mamma Mia too with yes. you. And do. Yes, 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 and record <laughs> and then do that an then. episode. Yeah. Oh man, do I have or it? Or not? In- <laughs> I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that sweet content, Cameron. Yeah, I know. Oh man, do I have it in me? One of the worst things you can say to a man. Uh... <laughs> A person with a penis. Uh, very, very normative, very <laughs> hacky. But I, re- I think that's a really 
funny joke. You never, you, t- you never you like to me. hear that. <laughs> do, do I have it in me? <laughs> Hate to hear that. All right, uh, it's that's it's so funny. It's so to like pose that question and then be like triumphantly say, "We do have it in us. New spirit has arrived." <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so funny. It is funny. Yeah, and it then is funny. it's because it, it, it's it's like the shifting perspective that keeps like moving around. I still have faith in you, and we still have it in us. We've only just arrived. Do I have it in me? We stand on a summit, humble and grateful to have survived. Um, so, so is the you when when they say I still have faith in you? Is that who is that the other members of the band? It's uh, the other parts of the we. The other parts of the we. The we we. Yeah. Uh, is it, maybe it's the audience. Hmm? I don't think so. You know, I, I don't think it's I've always us. thought that New York is kind of a character in this song. <laughs> <laughs> New York Stockholm. City plays itself. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. So, I want... I, there's a lot of schmaltz in this album, and yes. a lot of it, I think, is kind of shitty. I think this song is is sweet. And... In the in some interview for this, uh, Bjorn was saying, uh, "I constantly have those moments when I think, how the hell did this all happen? Why is it that suddenly on TikTok, two million people are following what we are doing? It's mm. weird. It's all weird." Mm-hmm. We asked the ladies, and they were absolutely enthusiastic about going into the studio and trying their voices again. Trying and their then voices. After a while, I guess he's not. That's I mean, he's, what he yeah, said. He's an ESL person. I will not. Be I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he's been speaking English for longer than I have. I think so. There's at least one strong ESL moment in this album. Yes. Um, and then after a while, we thought, why not record a couple more? And there was absolutely nobody breathing down our necks. I, fe- I fe- take out the trash. God damn it! Tuesday night. <laughs> hmm. I think that happened last uh, time on a Tuesday, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cool. Um. Well, you're editing. Yeah, so. I'm not editing <laughs> I'm this one. It. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, what did uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I think I think this quote is indicative of the quality of this album. It seems like they had a couple great ideas, and then it kind of got boring. Yeah, it's it's also just so interesting, like hearing him talk about it and like the why of why they got back together. Because um, I mentioned in 2000, they turned down $1 billion. Uh, but then in 2008, Bjorn categorically stated to the Sunday Telegraph, we will never appear on stage again. There is simply no motivation to regroup. And then again in 2014, he reiterated it uh, while promoting ABBA, the official photo book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, and, but then it says in June 2016, ABBA did informally reunite at a private party in Stockholm. Uh, so maybe it was like they just needed to get in a room together and like kind of start gelling together again as as a yeah. foursome, if you know what I mean. Um, so I mean, I, it's, uh, a couple, a, <laughs> I believe, is a term that you <laughs> coined for this band. <laughs> oh, good. I'm pretty smart. I like that. Back That's in funny. Uh, season season five, episode one. Quad quad. It's like a quad thruple, a, a quapple. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they they uh, they yeah. Bjorn Olves like uh, just, just total one eighty. He, he did a total three sixty. Just completely turn around. Like 
<laughs> totally different direction. Um, let's see what the genius commenters are saying about this. Optimistic Black Hole, great username. Ooh, I like that. Said three months ago. Uh, so this is, must have been when the single was released. ABBA releasing new music feels as if Da Vinci had just dropped Mona Lisa 2. Uh, uh, <laughs> to, to Mona, to Lisa. Uh, Followed by Mona Lisa, Tokyo Drift, of course. <laughs> or, or John. shit, cut that out and I'll, I'll do uh, uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Padua Drift. Or uh, Fast there and Furious, go. Genoa Drift. Uh, Bologna yeah. Drift. Okay, I think that's the one. Let's let's cut in a clean <laughs> one. Fast and Furious Bologna Drift. <laughs> oh fuck! Something I said Fast stupid. and Furious. It should be Mona Lisa. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, guys, cut this out, and then I'll do. Uh, this is the clean one. Okay, <laughs> okay. clean one. Here, here we go. And splice this in. And uh, okay, now it, it'd be like uh, as if to be uh, Mona Lisa uh, Bologna Drift. Nailed it. Great delivery. <laughs> With Bow Wow. <laughs> Bow Wow's there for some reason. Who's Bow Wow in that movie? I that's, think so. That's really funny. One, one of the Lils. One of the Lils. Um, the lesser Lils. Lillian. Lilith. It was Lilith uh, Fair. Check out the synth arpeggiator. Yeah, I will. But I remind myself of who we are. That was very uh, faint. Could not hear it very well. It, did, it didn't come through in that I could hear it at all. Yeah. I swear it's in there. It's subtle, Maybe but I'll it's in there. Maybe I'll be able to boost it. Maybe you'll hear it in the yeah. sound sample in the finished episode. Perhaps not. Uh, I appreciated the moments of synth pop stuff in this mm-hmm. mostly kind of... I mean, it's a lot of synth strings, but it's very, right. synth, it's very string pad sounding for like a lot of this album and i like those like orchestral swells with like a underneath um even in like kind of anthemic songs like this all right do you want to uh go to the village green and talk about when you danced with me yeah this is also a good song yeah I never meant to hold you to your promise And the years went by and I'm still here Saw you left for the city I hope you like it there You're only here now To see the village fair You just hear for the music So they decided to write an Irish folk song for some reason and did you read this quote? This yes, genius quote. It's, it's incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. So this is Bjorn Ulvaeus. Uh, it's a bit Nordic, but maybe more Scottish and Irish. I lived in England, so I'll just point out that those are three different and separate countries with very <laughs> different cultures and long histories of hating each other and fighting and uh, trying to be culturally distinct. That's an aside. I think okay. Saeed should write about this next. <laughs> Occidentalism. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived in England for six years, between 84 and 90, and I used to see these fairs that they had in the villages for the children. So they have villages of, for, that are just for children in England. That's a curious custom. 
England, a land of contrasts. Um, he continues, and that's what I saw before me when I heard the melody. A village fair, but somewhere in Ireland. It's about leavers and remainers. I grew up in a... That's a bit of a politically loaded term to use post-Brexit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I grew up in a small... He continues, sorry. I grew up in a small town, and I left it when I was 20. But somehow, I'd come back to that little town, and I feel I have roots there. So, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on there in that quote. The funny thing is that he's he can't like commit to w- where this song takes place, but in the text of the song it says, "I can remember when you left Kilkenny." Yes, that's an extremely specific so, place. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Ireland. <laughs> that that's not a small town or a small town in Sweden. Have I been to? Kilkenny? Oh, it's a, what? It's probably Kilkenny, Ohio. Oh, that's probably it. It's probably Letterkenny, Ohio. Or uh, Ontario. I think I might have driven uh, through Kilkenny, perhaps. I don't think I stopped there. <laughs> we were on our way to the West Coast. It's mostly type 2 commodity corn <laughs> in Kilkenny, <laughs> Ohio. Um, so, this song, mm-hmm. as much as I th- think <laughs> that the quote's about it, and its uh, its geography is strange, and its uh, Occidentalism... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all of that. I think the song's great. I think the storytelling is good. Um, it's cool melodically. I thought as well. Like it, it, yeah, it it does that like classic thing that a lot of folk melodies do, where they just they move. They got a real like move to them. You know, like a lot of like. I mean, as someone who grew up listening to a lot of like rock music, oftentimes those melodies are like. It's just like not really moving. This melody just like it like swoops up and down and like just twirls itself sinuously around the like uh, the the rhythm of what's going on. And it's yeah, it's like this classic folk melody that I really enjoy. Um, Yeah, I think that kind of melody writing uh, is this interesting uh, confluence of people who hear and play the fiddle or the pipes as often as they sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the fiddle music is influencing the singing mm-hmm. melodies and the singing melodies influencing the fiddle melodies or the pipe melodies. Right. Yeah. And there's this like, um, those two things are influencing each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, when the, uh, as I'm to understand it, the British people like smashed all the Irish fiddles and like outlawed, like they're trying to like do a genocide and like get rid of all of the culture as well as the people through famine and stuff. Yeah. And then like Irish people like literally, uh, invented or created a whole art form out of lilting at that point or made it the main way of, um, maybe this is apocryphal, but this is my understanding is that they, just took all their fiddle tunes and learned how to sing them so that they could hold on to them. That's interesting. Yeah, you might be right. I, I, um, it's, it's one of those things that could be fake. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll, I'll, but I'll that, we'll, we'll have a link to in the learning notes to, uh, it's, it's called Shanos singing, which is Irish for old style. Um, but apparently it's not that old. Um, so it's, it's, Maybe the origin is exactly what you're saying. That's interesting. 
So to 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 be clear, um, Shanos um, doesn't specifically refer to singing. Right. There's, there's also Shanos dancing. Yeah. And stuff. And what it means is this is not a great parallel, but it's the closest I can think of. It's like the difference between bluegrass and old time. Oh, um, I see. basically it's like the, the ethnic national music that is canonized mm-hmm. and then the actual stuff that it's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you can't do Shanos dances like at a competition is my understanding. Cause it's like actual folk music. Whereas people hear, you know, uh, There's like river dancing the all folk over the music. damn place. Yeah, and it's like that. It's I'm not saying that's not folk music. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that that has been folk music that has been sort of canonized, and there's an industry behind it. And Shanos, in my understanding, from my like very few friends who practice this stuff, um, is the actual source. Um, very like hyper regional and all that shit is like mm-hmm. super crooked and. Um, crunchy and crusty and right. and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard similar things about um, mariachi, that mariachi is this like canonized thing so that any mariachi person can slot into any band. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a similar like, you know, culture of hyper regional, like kitchen music, mm-hmm. you know, in any, in any specific region of Mexico or, the Southern United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, like this is, this is a whole thing. There's the, there's the folk music that is actually made by folks. And then there's the folk music that is, um, uh, formalized, uh, gussied up a You've bit, gussied up, <laughs> often made into competitions this, of some kind. Yeah. I've heard that this is, uh, same thing happened to, um, uh, what's like West African drumming. Um, oh, okay. It's I think referred to as West African ballet, mm-hmm. and it's I think it was like this. Hmm, I feel a little more hesitant to speak on this, but mm. from the way because this is like on a whole other continent, yeah, and, and outside. But my what I've uh, been told is that it was sort of a a sort of like a national effort to be like let's take our folk musics, our diverse folk musics mm-hmm. from different communities and turn them into a sort of a national art form, not dissimilar, like kind of by committee, not dissimilar mm-hmm. to the way that opera was created um, mm-hmm. in uh, like late Renaissance, like early Baroque Europe. Um, so anyway, I think all that shit is interesting to talk about. Um, but what you're saying about melodies that move, I think it's because, you know, Scan- any Scandinavian culture and also like British Isles like culture, those are uh, cultures that have really strong fiddle traditions mm-hmm. that are ubiquitous in the, in my understanding, in the ethnic identity and influence the singing and it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Whereas like rock music, you know, like rock, a lot of rock musicians don't know how to actually like sing sing or play <laughs> melodies like yeah. real melodies on guitar they gesture mm-hmm. at ideas and mm-hmm. it's more about contour and rhythm and texture um most of the time uh so there's I not like this melodies. like singing 
informing the guitar playing and guitar playing informing the singing thing going on in the same way no all right we've gotten through two songs and it's already ten fifteen almost so let's keep it okay. rolling do you want to talk about little wait, things wait. Or is it oh, can wait. we can we listen to the sound sample for when you dance oh. to me i swear i don't want to talk about most of this album okay. i just think that the begin the front part this is a front-loaded album yes okay here we go so we stay outside I think those lyrics are great. Um, mm-hmm. There's this sort of like negging going on from this character <laughs> who, yeah. who is a remainer talking mm-hmm. to the lever who has returned. And it's, it's saying like, did you find what you were looking for? Like, you know, out there, like, was it true that we weren't good enough for you? Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of like some of that energy, but there's also this desire of like, I think, Maybe I'm projecting it. Maybe it's not in the text of the song, but there's this like this person wants this wants to be desired and wants this person to come back because they miss dancing with mm-hmm. the speaker of the song. And I think there's like an interesting tension there. There's like a sexual tension uh, and a, maybe some resentment and um, kind of a patronizing attitude. And it's all kind of mixed together. And I think it's dense with meaning in the song. And I think it's good storytelling. Mm-hmm. That is all. I like that. It's yeah. It's like pretty classic. Um, again, like folk song uh, lyrics in that way. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to go on to little things? Song number three. Little things. Little things. They always hang around. Remember that song? Oh, I was gonna go to uh, the little things that kill. By is that Bush? Which which one are you singing? Uh, is it some forty one? Little little things song, it was like a pop punk song. Apparently, there's a One Direction song. Bush, yeah, Bush is oh, Good Charlotte, Good Charlotte. I saw oh Good Charlotte God. in concert. Wow, I saw Bad Charlotte. in Portland back when it was the Rose Garland Garden. It what? still is. Garland? I refuse to call it whatever the fuck it. They pretend the to call Moda it these Center. It's not the Moda Center, and it never will be. Fuck them, Nathan. What yes. Nathan? Yes, I thought your Bad Charlotte joke was pretty good mm, thank you i appreciate that i like that though <laughs> i kind of like steamrolled over it and you know i just wanted to it's kind of mediocre back, circle around joke. in that steamroller very slowly <laughs> chaotic evil charlotte check on you <laughs> all right a uh, little things. true neutral charlotte <laughs> it's so abba the like the the ex, like the um the, like short lines and then like a really long line oh what joy santa brings thanks old friend for packing christmas stockings full of nice little things it's yeah a really interesting cadence um it's not and my favorite really, song, but it it helps the like schmaltziness of the tone. It's like yes. got glockenspiels, and it feels mm-hmm. like it's like the the 
original like radio kind of version of like drummer boy or something like it's mm-hmm. very uh it's yeah it's a bit much but their their songwriting helps sell some of these otherwise very cliche ideas i do like that there are children bursting with screams that's a nice little like uh dark carnival touch <laughs> it reminds me in um steven universe um there's this like little like Icelandic uh, gem character who gets put in charge of um, the Ferris wheel at mm. the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And he's, they're like, how, how are you doing with your new job? He's like, I like to hear the children screams. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me pleasure. The children screams. <laughs> um. I like that they call Santa old friend. Yeah. Uh, which is an it's inter- what he is. I mean he's an he's old and I I call him my friend. I'm proud to call Santa my friend. Um that means if I only get two if I can only book one more movie, I get that two mil, even if I do a bad job. <laughs> There's a great sketch uh, in the second season of I Think You Should Leave featuring Santa and it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if that's like a nod to the, this couple, the other person being the Santa, um, or if it's literally like about Santa, uh, either way is pretty good. Um, there's kind of a, uh, trading of sexual favors, I think going on verse two, little things like your naughty eyes, you'd consider bringing me a breakfast tray, but there's a price. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. It's it's a cute uh, little moment. It's it's another thing where it it, it takes an otherwise schmaltzy song mm-hmm. and it puts this sort of edge on it. Yeah, this um, <laughs> have sex with me or I won't feed you. <laughs> kind of co- coercion that we're all familiar with uh, <laughs> in our long long partnerships. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, in the first verse, they Musically, say, why don't we stay in bed for a while? So there's yeah. that, too. You know? You know what people I, do in beds. Well, you play... They sleep. And fart. <laughs> That's basically it. What else can you do in a bed? Will you play the sound sample that says, set up line cliches, throw a curveball? This is more yeah. of that musical, interesting stuff. They go in some directions with their harmony. More than just one direction. As a brand new day is dawning, it's a lovely Christmas morning, and why don't we stay in bed for a while? Yeah, that is not where I would have expected that to go. And why don't we stay in bed for a while? I don't know if I got all those notes, but those jumps uh, in in those intervals, that's a minor six jump. Mm-hmm. Fifth. Oh, no. So there's like big jumps. That's my favorite. Whereas uh, the John rest Coltrane of it is album. just like. <laughs> Slash exercise video. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to make another police reference. That big was Coltrane. Jumps are what you take. <laughs> Jumping that was Coltrane, on the right? Moon. Giant steps? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. I. Um... Uh, just okay, people. this is the lovely ESL moment, apparently. I don't remember what it is, but let's listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Little moments 
So I would say maybe the ESL is more of the emphasis um, is squarely on the word and, and of bliss. Um, maybe yeah. that's just an artistic choice as opposed to like ESL. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's great. It's, in, yeah, it's, a, it's, it puts a lot of emphasis on the fact that they're adding something to happiness. And then they follow it up with this, essentially a synonym with of bliss. Little moments and of happiness of and, 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 hang on, wait a minute, no, no, and, and of bliss. Oh, okay, happiness and bliss. Okay, good, yeah, yeah, love it, great. Um, little things, like the precious jewels on rings or a music box that will fit in socks, tiny elves with wings, not as big as queens and their kings. If you sing along, it could be a song that my grandma sings. That's the, la- that's the, uh, oh, shit, that's a children's choir. There's a children's choir. We got a sound sample of it too. Here we go. I like that they say not as big as queens and their kings. They should say <laughs> as big as queen bees and their king bees. You can call me queen. Queen? queen Did you say queen? <laughs> queen. That's did, a, did you just invent you know, the gender neutral monarch? A gen, we need a gender neutral monarch. Exactly. Yeah. I'm tired of king and queen, dictator and dictatrix. We need a single gender neutral uh, despot. Uh, I guess despot works. <laughs> okay, well. Yes. Queen, queen. <laughs> yes, despot. <laughs> yes, queen. Despot has always been gender neutral. <laughs> That's why it's the progressive choice. Yeah. I want to be um, ruled by a despot. Uh. Is Don't okay, Shut so Me Down worth talking about? I want to talk about one of the Happy po- Bouncy songs. At some point, we should talk about at least one song that's the male perspective uh, or the the male writing of the women saying, I'm sorry and I'm shitty. Um, oh, I think that's what no the next doubt song about is. it is that Don't Shut Me Down is one of those examples. It's also okay, the, the co lead single, so we should listen to it. Okay, great. Musically, it's really nice to live in ABBA's world again. They just, they're fun to listen to and they do interesting things and they're, they don't uh, just, they're not boring to listen to. And I like that. And other, I mean, Europeans especially like it because this album debuted at like number one in most of Europe, I believe. Like, oh, shit. It seemed pretty successful, I think, for its release. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So 
Bjorn. What's the plot of this song? He says, um, the, <laughs> Bjorn Ovea says, this is about a woman who is broken up and regrets breaking up. And she is going to come ah. back and see if the guy <laughs> will take her back. So she sits on a par- bench in a park and it gets dark. And she finally gets the courage to up to go and knock on the door. Uh, that's it at face value. Ooh, but I see it as us, as avatars knocking on the doors of the fans. Please take us as we are now and don't <laughs> shut us down. It's a little flirt with the disco of the 70s. But other than that, I don't think that any of the old songs have had any impact on the new songs. Huh. I don't know. Say. Sounds like Abba to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he had to throw in the avatars. <laughs> and, by face, and by face value, he means... <laughs> A, a CGI monstrosity of a face. <laughs> Simulacrum. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell what's wrong with it, but something isn't right. Something isn't right. Did you know Jermaine Clement's going to be in the new Avatar movies? What? Does he yeah, play a giant apparently. glam crab? I glam crab. so. <laughs> Those movies could use some moments of levity and glam. Yeah. And also just like some indigenous people. In them. That would help too, Yeah. <laughs> Like Jermaine <laughs> Clement. <laughs> yeah. He is half uh, Maori, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw an interesting, maybe, maybe I can find it, an interesting, like, interview with him. Or maybe it was on TikTok. Uh, ah. Where he was talking about being a, he was talking about being a light-skinned Maori. And um, I guess you could say white-assumed. Yeah. Um, and the the interviewer was asking him, do you ever get, I think she said, do you ever get to be a, a sleeper because of your fair skinned Maori? And I think what she meant was like a sleeper agent, not quite sleeper agent, sleeper. But basically just like, like, are you, you like are, be a are spy? You, are you performing espionage upon the, the whites? <laughs> exactly. That was the idea. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, there's been situations where people assume that I'm white and um, say things about, uh, the indigenous people in in New Zealand and mm-hmm. yeah, um, pretty interesting because he hasn't really. I don't. I don't think he was talking about that stuff publicly uh, in the Flight of the Concords days. I mean, at least it yeah, didn't get to, I, to me. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know to what extent that was like a conscious decision or if like. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't re- recall like reading or seeing any interviews with him from those days. For what it's worth, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why we went on that. I don't know how we. Oh, Ava- Avatar to Avatar to Jermaine Clement that's, as the cl- that's the crab right. of the new Avatar movies. Yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah. There's not much to this song. Yeah, it, it's it's got a fun sound. Uh, it's got that weird story. Um, he, here's here's the lyric that's I think can encapsulate the idea that we're talk that we're talking about like. Uh, these um, coerced apologies from these women. Mm. Um, Once these rooms were a witness to our love, my tantrums and Ah. increasing frustration. Women be crazy, right? Am I right, fellas? Am I right? Tantrums. Tantrums. Oh, boy. That's a... You could say, Cameron, that that's a bit of a loaded word. Do you you think that uh, tantric and tantrum are etymologically connected in some way i yeah it all stems back to an extremely long fit that someone pitched it went for 16 hours before they client the 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 tantrum climaxed uh, uh is that the title of the episode the tantric tantrum 
Probably. Okay, not. I'll put it in the running. Yeah. There's a lot of There's good better ones, ones. There's better ones. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, we should listen to Just a Notion. I f- yeah. We should just like blitz through some of these. I don't know. Just a Notion. This song's a blast from the past. It was originally written and recorded in 1978 to go with the Voulez-Vous album. Um, they didn't... Oh, one of them, was it Benny, uh, didn't like the like mixing, and he thought it was impossible to mix. Um, so they recorded all new backing tracks, but all the vocals are from 1978. Old vocals. Interesting. Old vocals from young people. And the new vocals from... It illustrates, in a way, what we are doing in the Avatar concert in London. Because we will have a live band, but the original vocals. Uh, okay, so... That's a quote. So, again, what are you paying for? You're paying for a bunch of anonymous musicians that you can't... I assume you can't see uh, to perform live the backing tracks to you watching pre-recorded vocals synced up to computer generated uh puppets that's what that's what the concert is is that i mean is that a, a concert there's these a great days? band that did this earlier gorillas Abba. yeah yeah i mean but they, they i never per- saw them i i i mean weren't they performing live though wasn't like damon so. albarn's like singing stuff. live they're making it sound like they're just gonna play the vocal tracks like in a live context like the ones from yeah, 78 maybe. even. I don't know. What else should we talk about? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, we should talk about No Doubt About It. I remember that one being fun. Um, is I Can Be That Woman, is that worth talking about, do you think? Uh, I think that's just... A, There's a lot of dogs I think in that it, one. <laughs> I think it's about another woman saying, like, I'm shitty and I don't deserve you. <laughs> Give yeah. me another chance. Yeah. It's really funny. It's like a classic, like male perspective song. Exactly. Just saying, as a as a as a man to a woman, like take me back. It's like half of like, uh, I don't know, just half of pop songs yeah, are that. Exactly. <laughs> I want you back. Um. Um. Uh, Bumblebee keep an eye on Dan is, is funny. Bumblebee's new material. Yeah. Okay. Let's and Ode about- to Freedom is is rhetorically strange and I think we should talk about it okay let's listen to Bumblebee and I'd imagine my distress it would be a new kind of loneliness but for now I'm in my garden watching clouds So Bjorn Ulvaeus says about this song, I've always found bumblebees or squids as powerful symbols. And I start thinking, oh, this is going to be a fun little silly quote. And isn't it funny how he's talking about bumblebees and squids in the same sentence? But then he continues, as powerful symbols for what we might lose with climate change. It's a symbol of the loneliness we will feel when these creatures perhaps vanish because they cannot adapt. And it's sad now. 
this song is pretty prosaic in its mm-hmm. approach to that idea. It's, yes. The song is basically just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, verse it's two, talking it's, about how like kind of silly and cute bumblebees are, which I appreciate. Yes, he's just a tiny fuzzy ball. Not all pollinators ball. are cute, and I wonder how he can fly at all. <laughs> Hashtag not all pollinators. I really like I really like carpenter bees. I don't even know if they're technically pollinators or if they just eat wood and shit. But mm. they're like even bigger and bumblier. And oh, just like, really? <laughs> 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 fucking funny. <laughs> I get it. Big <laughs> chunguses. Crack crack me up. Carpenter bees. Oops, I didn't put the letter B in there, so I just typed carpenter E's. Yeah. She sings, Oh, how do I adore the sight of his oh, yeah. rather clumsy erratic flight? Yeah, that's the like <laughs> sort of an egg in there. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna miss these little dummies when we blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking idiotic clumsy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense why you're dying <laughs> I get why you're dying you little makes, turd but I'll miss you makes sense why you can't keep up with us we're way smarter than you <laughs> I'm so much smarter than you are you dumb <laughs> okay uh, let's talk about no doubt about it here we go no doubt about it well then why do I let it upset me This is like the third or fourth song where the the men are writing apologies for the women uh, to sing. Um, Bjorn says about it, so it is this woman in that situation. She is incensed with her husband who is very calm. He knows. He just waits for it. And in the end, it comes. Oh, I should have written. That doesn't make sense without the first half. I've known a few people. Sorry. I've known a few people who are kind of flare up and can't help it, but then very quickly sort of get calm again and say, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. So it is this woman in that situation. She is incensed with her husband who is very calm. He knows he just waits for it. And in the end it comes, women are crazy and they're just apt to just blow up at you. And you should just be, you know, stoically standing there like a man and just waiting for them to, to just like get past their tantrum. And then they'll apologize to you. And that's just that's just how it is. I'm curious if this is like if this is a Scandinavian masculine kind of stereotype. Oh, like the stoic, um, the strong, silent type. Yeah, like my role is to weather the emotional waves of all of the people around me, my children, my wife, that kind of thing. Um, I think oh, yeah. that's um, less common in like American ma- masculinity. I think so. They're more conditioned to punch a hole in a wall. Uh, I, I I know I know two jokes about Finns uh, because a good good family friends of ours were ethnically Finnish American. Um, Cameron, how do you tell an introverted Finn from an extroverted Finn? You t- you tell me. Well, an extroverted Finn looks at your shoes when he's talking to you. It's pretty sad. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. Then there was the other one is like this complicated one about like how a woman comes to her husband. They've been married for sixty years, 
And uh, she's like, you know, it's just, I feel like the spark has gone out of our relationship. I just, I feel like you never tell me I love you anymore. And he says, honey, on the day of our wedding, I said, I love you. And if anything changes about that, you'll be the first to know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) A taciturn people, apparently the Finns, according to these jokes. (laughs) Uh, yeah, or so at least, at least the men, yes. Uh, and you know, all Scandinavians are the same, apparently, is what I'm implying by telling Finnish jokes <laughs> while talking about Swedish people. So that's just yeah. fucking great. Uh, what a I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Albin's gonna cancel this, or at least you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I deserve it. Um, yeah, this it's this is a the funny thing about this song is it's so upbeat and peppy. I, that's something that ABBA has done a number of times where it's like they have this like dance tune with these pretty sad lyrics I, I, I enjoy that tension even if I don't really enjoy like the the thrust of what this song is actually about uh-huh. especially yeah, sure. the thrust uh, especially considering how uh, many other of this same song there are on this album but that like dancey chorus I made a mess this time and there's no doubt about it that's kind of fun to dance to <laughs> <laughs> You can dance all messy, and it doesn't matter. It's fine because you're already apologizing with the song. Yeah, nowhere. I think it's worth mentioning that nowhere in the song does it me- does it mention why the speaker is upset. Yes, it is ir- apparently irrelevant. Yeah, because Cameron women are just they'll blow up at you for no reason, nothing at all. And who even knows what they're talking about, honestly? Yeah, when I'm seeing this pattern in their like songwriting, what it's making me think is like, of course, they're going to get more and more mad the more they're unable to have conflict with you. Uh-huh. So would I. Yeah, and the more that you basically just refuse to listen to them and just kind of like, you know, sit there like doing the idling animation from a video game like looking at your watch tapping your foot <laughs> just like waiting it out that's that's a frustrating thing to experience and uh you know it might make you yeah. a little more mad perhaps <laughs> well let's talk about let's let's make an ode to freedom let's make an and ode then let's to say good night here we go This is not the greatest song <laughs> in the world. Oh, no, no, this is just a tribute. <laughs> That's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he couldn't remember his ode to the freedom. Uh, this is just a tribute. Um, Basically, this is a song about how they're too privileged to make any kind of stance, to have any kind of stance. Yeah. <laughs> about social justice because they know that they'll get uh, accused of being out of touch. Yep. And so why even try to make the world a better place or use your power for any kind of good? Just sort of preemptively be like, eh, that sounds hard and people might uh, say stuff at me, so I just won't. But I'll imagine, I'll write a whole song imagining <laughs> what I would do if I, if I were to do that. 
It's weird. I mean, weird. but at the end of the day, they they sort of shirk responsibility and they say it's elusive and it's hard to hold. It's a fleeting thing. That's why there is no ode to freedom truly worth remembering. <laughs> it can't be done. Can't be done. <laughs> Forget all those speeches from Martin Luther King Jr. Forget. Right. Any like <laughs> philosophy book you've ever read? Forget your. I wish Foucault someone would write an Camus. ode to freedom that we all could sing. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, this song is really frustrating and very. It's very centering and it's very. <laughs> yeah, it's also just like extremely unartful. Uh, it's just it's so prosaic. I I feel like I'm reading like a um live journal posts like not not lyrics it's just like a live journal post pondering what their next live journal post is a dang zanga it's a dang zanga if i ever write my road to my ode to freedom it will be in prose that chimes with me it would be a simple ode to freedom not pretentious but with dignity i would like to think that freedom is more than a word in grand and lofty language odes to freedom often go unheard it's just like deflecting you're not saying anything at all there's nothing here yeah, uh, yeah. This is a, a confounding song. <laughs> this is is it a, is it actually this a is, song? No one asked for this from ABBA. Yeah, that's the thing. No one was asking for ABBA to check their privilege. You know, like yeah, literally, like the the wokest you know sort of generation has decided that like what they like about ABBA is how um, fun and silly their music is. It's about <laughs> like. Boys or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like no one's asking for your ode to freedom, and I think they're like, yeah. oh, the young people are paying attention to us. What do we do? Oh, we, we gotta probably... write, we gotta give them an ode to freedom. Seems like things are intense. We should s- at least say why we we're not saying anything important. <laughs> give it a good excuse. Uh, I honestly think that's what's going on. They're yeah. like, we can't make an album in 2021 unless we address like how kind of buck wild stuff is Mm -hmm. because if you're in the public eye at all, you have to have a a stance Mm -hmm. and um, people won't listen to you unless you have one, Uh, which I, yeah, I don't think is true, but that's the attitude that people have, which is like why we have like people like Lil Wayne endorsing Trump. (laughs) 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 You know, it's like, yeah, he would. Yeah, we don't need that. We didn't need that from Lil Wayne. No, no one was asking for that. But in in his own way, is it is not is it not his own ode to freedom? (laughs) The freedom to fuck up extremely publicly (laughs) in some of the worst ways you can fuck up, and isn't that truly what freedom is all about, Cameron? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I uh, I think. This will probably be the last episode of season five. Oh, bold prediction. Uh, wait, are you saying that because you're planning to assassinate one of the members of ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> or all of them? Who's to say that their avatars won't continue on and make more albums? I guess, they w- would they be ineligible oh, for season five? I don't know. Deep fake albums. <laughs> yeah! What do you think deep fake albums are going to exist? They're coming. We're going to get a bunch of new Beatles music, I think. Oh, shit. Mmm future is bad so it's true yeah well uh, what a lovely technological dystopia we live in um 
let's in go. which we're living in in which we live in uh we should go my head hurts really bad and i really need to go to sleep um yeah <laughs> do the I'll, thing i'll say the things that i say you know those the, all those words that i say thanks for listening to us y'all uh this has been uh, season five. We'll be back next week with the first episode of season 21. No. no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Something else. I we're, hmm? we're going to listen to under the mistletoe, the Justin Bieber album, the Christmas album that we did not cover during his season because it wasn't time yet. But next week it will be. So that's what we're going to listen to. Oh, that'll come out. I the fourth of December. Okay, I'm d- I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Wait, wait. Okay. Oh yeah, that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be squarely in Christmas time. Yeah. Um, I think. And I was looking at the track list. Uh, there's a lot of original songs on here. There's only thing I ever get for Christmas. There's mistletoe. Uh, what else? There's a song called Falala featuring boys two men. Which Whoa. I'm very excited to hear. Holy shit. Are uh, they are, those, are they not men by now? Come on. It's been like <laughs> four decades, you guys. I feel like you're putting us on at this point. Come on. More like men to middle-aged men. Men to old men. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, um... Thanks for listening. Uh, until next week, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, you can support us by a couple different ways. You can go on iTunes, write a review, do the stars, all that stuff. Um, you can support us directly by going to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Uh, kick us a few bucks to get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. Uh, this week, I went on for a very long time about the movie Passing, which is on Netflix. And uh, spoiler alert, it rules. And then I went on a tangent about the word passing and the concept. Um, and you can hear that And if you if you give us a few bucks. And Cameron also had a, a, a little smidgen of a recommendation for... Uh, I'm forgetting. I gave you some guff. Oh, that's right. Guff man, that is. Guff man. Waiting for... Mick Guffman. Um, you should also join the Discord. Uh, it's low traffic, low stakes, low stress. Uh, but you get to see fun little memes that we throw at each other. Or you, you get to see like somebody talking about how there's a Radiohead video game that I didn't know existed. And so it is enriching my life. And if you join the Discord, you also can just watch us record these in real time with like video feeds and everything live streaming it's not just for the bathroom anymore uh you should also listen to camera time <laughs> okay i broke character <laughs> terrible Terrible thing to say. <laughs> terrible, mm. terrible. Oh, awful. Strike it from the record. Uh, you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. That's right. Get all up in there. That, all that cool shit. Yeah. On this uh, this week's episode, I uh, I played some uh, some Irish music. Speaking <gasps> of Irish folk music, I claw hammered. I banjoed ah. some Irish music. Mm-hmm. Check it I out. love those days in the village when we danced uh, in Kilkenny. 
And now that you're back, I wonder, was it worth it after all? You dumb piece of shit. (laughs) 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 You had to leave. What, were you not good enough for you? Okay. (laughs) Until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm true neutral Charlotte. I am Cameron DeWitt, and did you hear that Sting can throw a tantrum for like seven hours? existentially disintegrating there at the end <laughs> very much so uh, all right i gotta go i'm real sleepy nighty night good night good Bye. job we did you it too. again we you done it again cameron